because I think the more we talk about it, the more normalized it becomes, the more you keep something quiet and you want to put it over on the side and in the corner and make sure no one speaks about it, the more that things remain secretive. And I don't think that's a good thing when it comes to the child-free life. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited for today's guest. I think many, if not all of you, will recognize her. She is an incredible leader in the child-free community. She's been putting content out continuously for the past four years, since 2018. Anyways, without further ado, Hannah, Wife Without Kids, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So I'd love to know, I know that, you know, from your content, you've known you didn't want kids since you were a teen. Mm -hmm. And do you recollect like the moment you knew or how did that come to be for you? I don't remember the exact moment that I knew. I just kind of always had in the back of my mind, this thing, like, I just don't want to be a mom. I've been around kids my whole life. Like I have siblings. I have lots of cousins. I babysat. I worked at a summer camp. Like I've just been around that family dynamic like forever. And it just was never anything that when I saw what parents do that I was interested in doing. Yeah. Did you ever, you know, so that's quite a young age. And, you know, then with like years of the pressure and the questions that I'm sure you've had since then, did you ever second guess or question your decision? Were there ever any moments of doubt? What was that like for you? I think if I want to call the moments of doubt, it was more second guessing myself because everybody told me you're too young to know what you want. You're definitely going to change your mind. You know, wait till you finish college or university. Wait till you find someone that you want to spend your life with. You know, wait till you've been married for five years. Wait till you hit 30. You know, all those things that people would keep saying to you when you were like, oh, I don't want to be a mom. You know, they always had an answer. And it was always just like, with time, you will want to have a baby. And so it kind of made me think like, okay, well, all these people are older than me and they all have kids. So maybe they know what they're talking about. Or I'd have people say to me, oh, I was just like you when I was 15. And then guess what? I now have six kids. So it kind of makes you think, okay, well, maybe I don't really know what I want. And so that was in the back of my mind, but I never was like, oh, I suddenly now want kids. It's like, you kind of wait for that feeling to come. You're waiting for all these life events to happen. And then they happen and you still don't want kids. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's actually a thing that everybody wants. And that's kind of how I was started thinking about it. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate. I didn't know when I was, well, I take it back. It took me longer to realize I didn't want kids. And (laughs) looking back now, I feel like there were signs all along. But I do think that, you know, I, as a coach, like working with, uh, other people who have made this decision, those questions and those those comments really can get to us and make us second guess ourselves. Or like you said, oh, they're older, you know, of course, maybe they know better than I do. Like, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and that goes through <laughs> your mind. And so it's like, I was waiting for this like thing to suddenly hit me like this baby fever, I guess is what people call it. You know, and they say, oh, when you, you know, when you're in your thirties, especially you're going to start seeing ladies walk around with babies and you're just going to be like, oh my goodness, I want to go hold that baby. And yeah, no, I'm not a baby person at all. So <laughs> 
that was not something that, you know, I see a baby, I'd be like, I'm walking the opposite direction. <laughs> and I dreaded the baby shower invitations. I'm like, oh my goodness, please stop inviting me to baby showers. It's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. How did you handle that? Did you go or did it depend on the baby shower and the person and how close you were? Or yeah, do you have any I advice for that? I'm I'm too nice not to go. I just like, I'm happy for other people when they have children, obviously. Like I don't dislike kids in that way. I just don't want them. But I feel like, you know, at the beginning when I was, you know, starting to attend baby showers, I was on the younger side and it was my friends having babies. So of course I'm going to attend. And there was several of us that wouldn't have kids. So it was totally fine. But it got far more awkward as I got older and didn't have kids. And suddenly you're going to the baby shower and you're the only woman in the room that doesn't have a baby. And so people would be like, oh my goodness, well, doesn't this just make you want to have a baby? Or do you want to hold the baby? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And so I was really intimidated to say anything when you're at a baby shower that you don't want to have kids because people can interpret that in a lot of ways. And sometimes not the correct way. And so as happy as I was for the new moms and all the moms that were there celebrating the new baby, I, I eventually did get to a place where I just said, oh, I just actually don't want to have children. You know, that was really hard for me to say that at a baby shower, but I kind of felt like, okay, I need to say something because people keep making these comments and it's making me feel awkward. So I'm just going to be honest. It's interesting because I've been thinking a lot recently. I have some friends who are, I'm very close to and will soon be having kids. And I don't know if baby showers are going to be like some people don't really like those celebrations, even if yeah. they're having kids. So I'm not sure if they're going to be in the picture, but I was like on a run the other day thinking about it and just like, wow, I'm I'm a little nervous to be in that setting just because uh, it is feels like one of the most intense settings for getting those questions. But like you, I definitely want to be there to support my friends. And so just thinking about this topic, and I'm sure it's on the minds of a lot of listeners as well, especially if they're in their 20s or 30s and, and having friends go through that phase of life too. So yeah, I just really appreciate your perspective on that. So what inspired you to start creating child-free content? Uh, in the first place? I did not start out planning to create child-free content at all. So I watched a lot of YouTube and I was kind of looking for a new hobby. And I would watch all these YouTubers that made videos that were like encouraging other people to make videos. And I thought, okay, well, I know nothing about filming or editing or really other than, you know, scrolling through my Facebook or watching a video here or there. <laughs> I just, it's not my wheelhouse at all, but I thought, you know, I need to challenge myself because I'm all about keep learning, keep challenging yourself to do things. And so I started a YouTube channel and the message is always like, okay, well create something that you love doing. Like that's what you want to do if you create a YouTube channel. So I love cleaning. So that's what I started doing. I made cleaning videos, but I was really shy and really introverted and I didn't want to show my face. So in all these cleaning videos, you just see like me, you know, my back or like my side or something. I never did any like full on face shots. And then I got a little braver and I did one day, I like showed like my full face and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so brave. And then <laughs> so I'm making these cleaning videos. And then as much as I love cleaning after a while, I'm like, this is really boring, like setting up the camera and just cleaning. You know, I, I still love cleaning, but not really to have it, you know, be viewed by people. And my channel really wasn't growing. And so one day, just as like an off thing, I thought, well, what's something that people ask me about all the time? I'll just make a video about that. And I know that people were always asking me like why I don't have kids. And so I made a video about why I didn't have kids. It was just like a sit down, really straightforward, like no script, nothing. Just this is why I don't have kids. And then I also did a video about assumptions that a lot of people have about child-free people, because I always see these things floating around or people would say certain things to me because I didn't have kids. And I'm like, yeah, that's not true. And so I made those two videos 
And they got way more views than any cleaning video I had ever made. And so then that kind of planted a little seed where I was like, okay, like maybe there's something out there. Maybe I should be making content for child-free people. And I kind of, you know, was thinking about that for a little while. And then I eventually was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it because I don't see a lot of channels out there that talked about being child-free. And I figured, okay, well, someone has to take the plunge and do it. And I'm by no means the first person that ever made a child-free video. I'm definitely not saying that, but I... I felt like I couldn't find a lot of content on YouTube specifically. And so I switched over my channel to child-free content and that's kind of how it started. Wow. And never look back. I, <laughs> I take it. <laughs> and Pretty was, much. Yeah. Yeah. That was four years ago. Is that correct? 2018 or something like that? So, yeah, I mean, I had when I, for, for the first year and a half that I had my channel, I was doing like cleaning and then some other odd and end videos here and there. So I would say probably it was probably about two and a half, three years, three-ish years ago where I was like fully committed to doing child-free. And then that's what my content has been since then. Wow. And thank you. I love your content. I appreciate the message and I, I find your content to be very affirming and also positive. And I think that it's really helpful. So thank you for, for <laughs> thank you so much. doing that. Yeah. What has been the biggest surprise in your now two, two and a half years of experience of creating child-free content on your YouTube channel, on Instagram. Have there been any unexpected outcomes or surprises from this? <laughs> How much work it is. <laughs> 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 like making YouTube videos is no joke. I totally get why people like take extended hiatuses from video creating or just sort of fall off because it is so much work. The learning curve is so steep. It was for me anyway. Um, I've learned a lot, which is good because I did want to challenge myself. Um, I still think that's kind of like a funny thing that as I started, I was just like, oh man, do I want to keep going with this? <laughs> I am surprised how many messages I get from people who feel like they're literally the only child-free person in the world. And like, that always shocks me because I'm like, they, like, it should not be like that. And it still is like that. And we live in 2022 and there's something really wrong with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like your content and everyone speaking up about this choice is like even more important because mm -hmm. yeah, it is 2022 and I still get messages like that. And mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. It's shocking. And, but honestly, that's kind of how I felt a little bit that way myself too. When I wanted to start talking about it, it was like, what are people going to think, you know? Yeah. And like, Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to your point about how much work it is. I was, <laughs> doing a little like deep dive into your YouTube videos recently. And I was sitting there watching them and I'm like, wow, like all the little cuts, like to, to other images, to other like little videos, to all the little extras you put in. And I am not tech savvy. I can record a podcast very <laughs> simply. I can do an Instagram reel and that's about it. And I'm just like, the amount of time it takes to do the simple things. I'm like, Oh yeah. YouTube. I don't think I could do what Hannah's doing. This is incredible. So yeah, way to go. <laughs> no, seriously. I am not tech savvy at all. In fact, when I told my husband, I was starting a YouTube channel. He's like, you're what? Because he knows, I mean, I could barely get myself on a zoom call. <laughs> like seriously. So he's actually been really impressed because he works in tech. So he's all, you know, if my computer does something it's not supposed to do, or I need to do an update, he's always like, Oh, we got to take care of these things. And I'm always like, Oh, do we have to? So it, it, it has been so good for me because it's taught me a lot of patience 
and a lot of troubleshooting skills. And, you know, I'm not by no means like an amazing editor. I see what other people are doing and I'm just blown away. But I think it's just like, I started at nothing. I started at zero. And so seriously, if I can make a YouTube video, anybody can, because you almost couldn't find anyone that knows less about that kind of stuff than, than me. So there's hope for you, Anna. There's hope. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> No, that's really cool. It's really impressive. And it, I think it does take a certain amount of like dedication and yeah. uh, patience. <laughs> it, it's yourself. true. It does. Yeah. And to, with such consistency, like I think that sometimes trying to get a, a podcast episode out every week and to have to edit and the time that all the behind the scenes time mm-hmm. and before I did that myself, you know, never thought about all the time that goes into it. And so thinking about like your consistency and your YouTube channel and, and all the time that goes into that in the back end, uh, it's really impressive. I yeah. think it's all about, like, I always think about what is like, what's the purpose of my channel. And then it's about making people feel like they're included, making people know that they aren't alone and that they feel a community vibe and the community feel right. So I think that that's part of what keeps you inspired to keep going. Like even for you, for your podcast, right? Some weeks you're going to not totally not feel like doing the thing. Right. But then when you remember why you're doing what you're doing and that this could, this episode could help one person or it could help 10 people or it could help a hundred people. That's so encouraging. I think that's what keeps me going as well. Yeah, absolutely. The thinking of the one person, will this help one person today? And that usually does get me over the hump of if I'm just not feeling it, whatever, like that is such so inspiring and motivational to think of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or when you get those messages from people that are like, oh my goodness, I listened to this today, or I watched this video of yours today, or I saw this reel and it made me feel, you know, this way, or I was able to share with my family for the first time that I didn't want kids or, you know, those are victories. Those are really big victories for people. And if you know that it's, they have that victory because they watched some child-free content, whether it was mine or whether it was someone else's, it doesn't even matter, right? Because we're all, as creators, we're all trying to basically do the same thing and create like a huge community for people. So when I, when I hear people say that, it just like, it makes me feel so happy for them that they can go out and do something that before they were afraid to do because they've been watching child-free content that's given them the confidence to do it. Yeah. Those messages are the things that just make my day. Like, Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. For you personally, I suppose there's sort of like maybe a couple components to this. Have you received a lot of pushback in your personal life being child free? And then what has that been like as a content creator, kind of putting yourself out there for the internet world to come comment on your content? Personally, my family is amazing. I think they're also just so used to me saying I'm never having kids that it was just like, okay, kind of foreign at the beginning, but they've all been for the most part, like pretty accepting. My grandma wasn't too keen on it, but you know, she comes from a Catholic family that's very frowned upon. So um, yeah, I would say for the most part, my family is very, very supportive. Of course, there are some like, you know, I think there was some moments maybe where they had wished I would just because they wanted to see me as a mom or or whatever the case is. I know, I know my sister actually... Um, when I was still in university, she she was having her babies and she was just like, oh, Hannah, I just wish we could be pregnant at the same time. That'd be like such a fun sister experience. And I was like, um, pass on that. <laughs> but, you know, like now no one makes comments like that to me at all anymore. And I know that they're fully accepting of my choice. <laughs> Being online, that's that's a whole different world. I find that obviously there are a lot of comments that are very positive and very supportive. And like, I've been looking for this. Thank you for creating it. And then there are, you know, the keyboard warriors that remain anonymous that 
have a lot to say without saying a whole lot, right? Like they, they have to nitpick at something. They have to judge something. They have to do the whole, you're going to die alone. Your cat's going to eat your body comments, you know, all that kind of stuff that, that we get as creators. But I don't know. I just feel like, honestly, there's always going to be some pushback when you live life kind of outside the box of what's socially accepted. And I knew that going into it. And most days I feel like that stuff doesn't bother me. Um, there are some days where maybe like, I'm just kind of struggling that day with creating content or just, you know, I'm just not having the best day. And the comment you read, of course, is the nasty one. And it kind of gets to you a little bit, but then I always remind myself like the positive comments definitely outweigh all the negativity. And that's who I'm doing it for. I'm not doing for doing it for the people that are going to come and, you know, try and stir up some kind of drama. Yeah. I have struggled at times too, where it's like, I had to talk to myself and be like, why are you spending so much time thinking about that one negative comment among like several positive comments? Like look at the numbers and then the amount of energy you're spending thinking about that one. And so that was a big sort of turning point in learning to just be like, you know what? I don't even have to respond to those. I can ignore them. I want to focus on the people who appreciate the content and who it's actually like resonating with. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It can, it can be hard to do though, I think, because, you know, I think you're already, most of us are putting ourselves out there and as confident as we may be in our choice, there's still a bit of vulnerability that comes with that. And so when you get that person that says that thing, like, you know, it's not about you, you know, you're not going to change your mind, you know, you're confident in your stance, but it's just, it's almost like people choose to misunderstand or not even open their minds to like, Hey, we can live life differently and be fulfilled and experience love and be happy. And it almost sort of, anyway, a lot of the comments that I get, I feel like they're just sort of these old, tired, recycled comments that people have always said about child-free women, especially. And so it's just like, they're just pulling those out and typing them out and just adding a couple of extra insults and like, there we go, right? It just sort of always makes me think like, what is the point of your comment? Like, how, how how would you receive, if someone was saying that to you, how would you receive that comment? Like, why are we doing this, right? And I just think like, there's so many more positive ways for us to spend our days. Um, I would could watch a video of someone's and disagree with their lifestyle. And I would never bother writing a message about it because what is the point? But, you know, I mean, to each their own, I suppose we are allowed to say whatever we want to say. And some people really run with that. Right. Yeah. I just like, I just admire how positive you are. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking about like, okay, so you started with these cleaning videos where you didn't even like really want to show yourself. And now you've come to this space where you show up fully, you have these really powerful messages and people who really connect with them and need to hear them. And, you know, it seems to me like what a transformation to go from not quite feeling comfortable putting your face out on YouTube to being this child-free advocate who lifts others up and can like, you know, also have compassion to the keyboard warriors. Like even the (laughs) way you are expressing that is there's a lot of compassion. I feel that you even extend to them. I guess, like, do you ever think about that transformation that you've gone through? Yeah, it's kind of funny. My husband said to me one day, like, I don't know who you are anymore. Like, (laughs) you're out there putting your face on YouTube and talking about being child free. He's like, who are you? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I mean... the transition's been slow, I guess, is how I would say it. And it it has happened. But I think because I've seen the positive effect of like me choosing, and this is just how I felt about it, but I felt like I put myself out there and I did something that was extremely uncomfortable for me. I'm a very introverted person naturally. And 
like I said, just making that first video where I sat down and talked about child-free things, I almost didn't upload it because I was like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, who's going to listen to this? That's kind of how I was talking to myself. And I was like, but you know what? It matters to you. And if it matters to you, that means it's going to matter to somebody else. And so just put it out there, like just do it. And I think it's okay to be uncomfortable because that's how I think we grow as people. And that's what I've found in my life. If I take like that little step and it's really uncomfortable and I do it, there's usually something positive that I learn, even if the outcome isn't necessarily what I think it's going to be or what I hope it's going to be. I learn something about myself. And I think that's really important as a human being, right? If I stay in the same place forever and I'm just like scared of everything and I never try anything new, it limits my ability to not only grow and experience more as a person, but I think it limits my ability to be able to have a positive effect on other people. And when I get the messages of people that are like, I was really scared to, you know, do this or to tell my family that I was child-free, but watching child-free content helped me. I feel like that was me. That used to be me. I didn't want to talk about it. Or when I would talk about it, people would, you know, adults would say things to me and it made me feel bad. Like I was a bad person for not wanting kids. And it made me just want to like curl up in my little introverted shell and like never come out. And I have a lot of compassion for people that don't feel comfortable sharing because that was me. And so I feel like I can relate to a person who just wants to keep all of the private things really, really private, but there's a reward that comes with sharing. And I, I can't even really explain what that is, but there's a, there's a part of me that's like filled in a way that's never been filled anymore because I put myself out there, even though, even with the negative experiences, because that comes with it too, right? It's not all positive, but I, I think that's just how I look at it. There's, there's something good that comes from letting yourself grow and letting yourself be uncomfortable. Yeah. Wow. I feel like there's just so much wisdom that you just shared right there. I, I think you're absolutely right. I know that even for myself, anytime I'm scared to put something out there, I'm learning to tune into that fear and be like, no, that, that means you need to put this out yeah. there. Like, it becomes a motivator, whereas it used to be something that would stop me. And not to say that every time it it like is well received, but um, I think that there is just like a personal growth there in doing it anyways. Yeah. Oh, oh sometimes the stuff I put out bombs, but you, you're right. It's a personal victory that you just, you tried something, you tried something new, you tried something different, you took a different approach. And I think that's how you have to look at it and that's how I try to look at it like I think like we're so scared to fail quote unquote right like we're so scared to not be successful that it kind of holds I would say it I feel like in, in a sense it held me back from sharing something that I think actually really needs to be talked about yeah totally when you have described yourself and how you used to be very I don't know if you use the word shy but I used to be very shy and introverted I, I am introverted and um <laughs> never in a million years would I have thought that I would be sharing something so personal, so publicly, and just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, listener, I have an ambitious goal, and I can't really do it without you. I'm working to create a global network of child-free people, and I have benefited so much from connecting with you and other child-free individuals around the world through this podcast and also through Instagram. I want you all to get to benefit from similar connections, which is why I started We're Not Kidding, the club. It's a free community, private from trolls and bots and other social media platforms, and just a dedicated 
space to come together as child-free people across the world, network, build relationships, and celebrate all that this child-free life has to offer. So if you're up for helping me, I'd love for you to be a part of the community because it can't be a global network without you in it. If you're curious and want to check it out, head to wnk-club.com. One more time, wnk-club.com. Can't wait to see you in the club. So, okay, you have your YouTube channel, you have Instagram. Do you have other platforms that you're active on? I have a Facebook page, but I don't do a whole lot on that. Um, Occasionally I'll throw something up there, but right now all I can handle is YouTube and Instagram. That's like my max out here. Yeah. And you put out (laughs) a lot of stuff. So (laughs) I think that's fair. (laughs) Do you have any, um, and obviously you don't have to share anything you're not comfortable with, but do you have a vision for the future? Like, what are you planning? What's coming next? I do have some things that I'm working on again, because I'm not so tech savvy. It's taken me a while to put together. So until it's ready, I'm not going to talk about it because (laughs) if I talk about it now, it might be another six months for something to happen, but I am working on some things to try and build on that community feel and just to be able to reach a few more people. So yeah, it's in the works. It's been slow going, but hopefully, hopefully (laughs) it'll be ready soon. Oh, that's really exciting. Cause I mean, it does, you have really fostered a community with your work and that's, that's exciting to hear. So what is your overall mission? Would you say with the work that you do? I just do encourage people to talk more about being child-free. I think, you know, I live in Canada And most of my audience is from the US. And so I feel like we're pretty comfortable. Like I know some of the Southern states people are like, oh, it's like, you know, everyone has kids there. It's very frowned upon not to be a family because that's kind of what you do in the Southern USA, apparently. I wouldn't know, but that's what people tell me. Um, But I definitely think there are other parts of the world where like being child-free is almost like a disease. Like it's a really bad thing. And so I think that we really need to keep chatting about this. We keep need to keep the conversation going because I think that will encourage people who live in places or part of families or communities where it's really frowned upon to be child-free um, to give them the encouragement to start speaking about it. Because I think the more we talk about it, the more normalized it becomes. The more you keep something quiet and you want to you know, put it over on the side and in the corner and make sure no one speaks about it, the more that things remain secretive. And I don't think that's a good thing when it comes to the child-free life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that the shame and the isolation sort of grow in 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 that secretive or in that quiet and that speaking up and like you said, chatting about it or fostering places for those conversations to take place to help, you know, not just in Canada and the US, but like globally, uh, people Mm -hmm. to feel like they're not alone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you said it perfectly exactly like that. Because you know, there will always be some people, and I don't think of myself as being like the bravest person on earth by any means, but I think, you know, I have the means to be able to do it. I have enough confidence or built enough confidence over time where I can get in front of a camera and make a video. Some people will never be able to do that. And I think that's okay, but in their own way and in their own community, they can share through, you know, absorbing and listening to other people's content. And I think that's, you know, I do my little part in my little corner of the world and you do yours and other child-free people do theirs. And that's how we get the conversation going. Right. And it does feel like it is becoming 
a bigger conversation, which is really exciting, especially within like, I'm newer to the scene of talking about it, having a platform that talks about it than, than you. And even in my short window, it feels like it's expanded a lot since about like a year and a half ago or whenever I, I started. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I feel like you know, it was pretty quiet. There was videos here and there, or, you know, the occasional something, Instagram, something, or, you know, there's Facebook groups, yeah. but I definitely feel like in the last year and a half, I completely agree. I feel like it's almost exploded, like in, in a small, it's a small explosion. Right. But it's like, right. it's definitely being talked about and it's more in your face. And I think that's actually, you know, in, in a good way in your face, I don't mean like aggressive, but, um, and then maybe that's just because I'm surrounded, you know, all my social medias are surrounded with like other child-free people because I'm always <laughs> checking out everyone else's content. But, but right. I think that's how, that's how it starts, right? There's way more of us that are willing to talk about it and be open about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I so appreciate like the, the age that we live in where we have these social media platforms to have these conversations. Cause I think about even, I like, I know historically like being child-free isn't a new concept. But I do think that we have the added advantage now of having these ways to connect and expand the conversation that in, in a whole different way, that is really exciting. 100%. Yeah. What do you feel like the future you are creating? So I know with, with some of the people I've coached, even in my own personal experience, it's like you sort of have an idea of what parenthood life looks like. There's all the check marks. You have the school years. And then, you know, like after 18 years, they might be out of the house. So you can sort of picture that path. And then when you choose to go to not go that route, it's almost overwhelming, like the possibilities for some people, or like there just isn't something. So it's hard to sort of figure out what should life look like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what has your experience been? And what is the picture you're building for your life? That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I feel like it's, it's been different. It's been in different stages. So there's this stage of like, you be start becoming independent and I went to university and then I went to graduate school and then I got married. And then I think that's maybe where the traditional life for me kind of stopped because then it's just, it's just my husband and I, and we're, you know, we eventually bought our house and we're kind of just living life, but the life that we're creating, it's different obviously than how people normally live but it's so normal to me. Like this is just so normal not to do all like the parenting things and to have the flexibility to kind of switch things up if we want to, or to, you know, go on a weekend getaway, which we do fairly often. And to, I guess, just live life in a way that isn't always super predictable or super planned out. And like, it really works for us. Like we obviously have things that schedules and such that we follow, but the sort of big picture, I, I know I kind of think like anything can go, anything can happen. We have the ability to be able to do a lot of things. And I'm really grateful for that. And it kind of keeps it exciting because you don't always know what's going to happen. And I kind of like that part of life where, you know, some things are planned and some things aren't. Oh, yeah. I love that. It sounds like a very, like you really embrace things as they come and enjoy a bit of spontaneity in your life. Yeah. That's something my husband has taught me. Like he's really good at just like, Hey, last minute, let's go do this or, you know, plan ahead for a week or something. And I've never quite been that way. Like I've always been, okay, we got to like be responsible. Not that those things are irresponsible, but it's just, I've kind of been more of like, I don't know, I guess maybe I like things planned out. That's the kind of personality that I am, but he's really taught me to embrace. You don't have to plan everything out. Sometimes just doing something spur of the moment is actually the most fun. And Mm -hmm. 
our vacations is so funny because well, this is a little bit off topic maybe, but I'll share a little inside the wife without kids. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so when we started going on vacation together, I'm like the kind of person like, because I would have to be up early for work. So when I'm on vacation, I'm just naturally awake at 5am. And so, you know, I'd get up at, you know, maybe 5.30am on a vacation and I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I said, I'm like, okay, guys, what, what are we going to do today? Like, there's like 20 things that we want to go see. What are we going to do? And I'd want to kind of like plan out our day. And he was just like, Hannah, we're on vacation. I really don't want to get up at 5.30 and I don't want to plan out our day. Let's just, let's just see what happens. And so and that was hard for me, but you know, in marriage, there was some compromise that needs to happen. So <laughs> it really taught me that, okay, we can still go out and do things, but it doesn't have to be like on a schedule, so to speak. Right. And that that's been yeah. really good for me you know, not just in learning how to vacation, maybe a little bit different and actually learning to relax a little bit because I don't always have to be busy. I don't always have to be doing something. And that, yeah, it's been a good, good growth for me. And I can kind of pull that into just life in general as well, not just vacations. Yeah. And I think that's such a, a good outlook to have too, because best laid plans don't always work out. Right. So, so learning to just adapt or be in the moment or, or, you know, like take it as it comes. I think that's such a great way to live life and not necessarily have to have it like planned out 10 years in advance, but just to, um, enjoy life. And if there's one thing I've learned, you can plan out everything you want in life and it's going to throw you some curveballs that you weren't expecting anyway, and it's going to derail your plans. So you just have to be flexible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So from your content, I've also learned that you like to run and you like to bake and you uh, like to clean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I've noticed in your reels, I I love when it's behind the scenes in your home. Like, I think you had one where you were canning applesauce. At least that's what I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I named some of the things, but how do you like to spend your time? What do you do for fun? Yeah, I do. Actually, I do enjoy working out quite a bit. I've started lifting weights, um, like running slightly less, but lifting weights more Mm. uh, so that I can bake and eat more. That's kind of how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) So fitness, yeah, fitness and kind of general health is really important to me. I like climbing mountains, Um, not big on the camping, but occasionally I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think obviously spending time with my family, my extended family is really, really important to us. Um, Michael and I love traveling. So we've done a fair bit of that, but can always do more because there's always something more to see. And then because they are the introverted part of me, like honestly, the best night ever. I like, I'm so excited winter's coming because I just want to turn on my fireplace and have a cup of tea and read a good book. Like that's, that's like the best to me. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, it's, I actually turned on, um, my heat a little bit today in this. Yeah. Like it was cold. I couldn't get the chill out of up here and it's off now. I just needed it to like bump up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in Iowa, so Northern us. And I was like, I actually feel okay about this. This makes me want to curl up with a book and read later today. I think, I think I might. Totally. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) I hope we get snowed in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What part of Canada are you in? I'm in Western Canada. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. What are some of your favorite books or what genres do you enjoy reading? So I really like documentaries or autobiographies. Those are like mm. my favorite. And I've kind of just been, I kind of go down rabbit holes. So I was reading a lot about the Royal family, probably like 
mm, half a year ago, I just started reading all the different biographies that were written from different royals. And I found that was really interesting. And then I kind of took like a huge turn and I started getting into, I don't even know how this exactly started, but I think my husband and I watched a documentary about people climbing Mount Everest. And I've been on like a Mount Everest, like binge session. (laughs) Not that I'm ever going to go climb Mount Everest, but reading all of these books makes me think, you know what? I might be able to do it. I mean, I know I can't, or actually I should say, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Way too cold. Even as a Canadian, that'd be way too cold for me. But so it's just really interesting, like putting yourself into like the the shoes of all these different people, like as the, as these characters that are doing this thing, and then it's like real life, like they're actually doing this. So I'm kind of just living vicariously through mountaineering individuals lately. <laughs> That's, That's why I'm so excited cool. for winter. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Mount Everest, but did you watch Free Solo? Is that what it's called? I think it's on Hulu. It's a documentary about this guy and I'm terrible with names and this is a movie like I don't know if there's a book based on him but he like free he does the free climbing style of climbing and he goes yeah he like was the first one ever to and I don't even remember what this is pointless story because I can't remember details (laughs) (laughs) but anyways if you if you need a movie night that might be a fun documentary for you it's not Mount Everest but yeah it's okay I I think I've watched all the Mount Everest ones now I need to move on (laughs) go to a new mountain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you do you and your husband how do you guys treat holidays do you have special traditions you've created for just the two of you yes <laughs> so <laughs> my husband Michael he loves Christmas like we're decorating as soon as well in Canada it's Remembrance Day so I'm not sure what you guys call it in the U.S. but as soon as Remembrance Day is over like we're pulling out the Christmas decorations he is absolutely in love with Christmas and so we, when we first got married we were like okay well we need to have some of our own traditions like we do traditional things with our families every year and our families live close enough that we actually get to spend Christmas with both of them with just a little bit of driving which is so nice because I know a lot of families can't do that but I said I said to him I want to carve out some special time. Um, And so that's Christmas morning is just the time for him and I, and we just have like some special things that we eat and special things that we do. And then we include our cats because, you know, they're just part of our family. And so I think I would say Christmas is probably the biggest holiday where we do that. The other holidays were pretty flexible. Like some days we'll, you know, go away for Thanksgiving and other times we'll do family stuff. So yeah, I think it's really important for people who don't have kids to create your own traditions, because one of the questions I get asked is, well, if you don't have kids, aren't holidays not fun? And I, and I was like, how could holidays not be fun? Like, it's up to you to make it fun, right? We can't just like have kids and then vicariously live through our kids. And then if you don't have kids, it just means the holidays, nothing. And I, I don't know. I don't understand that perspective, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to find things that are, ex- that make it exciting or that you look forward to, or that make it different than maybe if you've experienced a, had a bad experience during a holiday, there's always ways to switch it, to make it something you actually look forward to. And I think, yes, for child-free couples, I think that's actually really important to do that because you hear that so many holidays revolve around children. And I think that's just kind of a society thing that we've, you know, everything's about kids, right? So it can just be about you and your significant other as well. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I've been impressed with the Christmas tree that I saw in one of your videos. I was like, that's a good tree. (laughs) (laughs) He buys the biggest ones. I'm serious. It's just like... But it's think, so well decorated. Well, you know, he's really into the Limax Christmas Village. I don't know if you know what that is, but no. it's anyway, it's just like all these like little homes that light up and like oh, yeah. little stores and like you can get all these different like 
I mean, it's just like, it's, it's grown massive now. It doesn't even fit on our mantle. It's so big. He has so many pieces over the years he's been collecting them. And so he always sets that up every Christmas. That's like our little tradition. And then I always usually do the tree. And I just said to him this year, I'm just like, okay, do you want to take a break? And you just, I'm going to take a break from the tree this year and you get to do the tree. How about that? And he's just like, oh, really? He's like, I love it. Cause we usually have two Christmas trees, but last year was just too much to decorate everything. So I was like, I'll just do some other decorations around the house and you can do the tree this year and I'll, I'll take a little break. So we're breaking <laughs> from our own tradition. <laughs> that's it's just good it's so, it's so time consuming to like set up all these things and like but again it's like our tradition like we we like doing it and then he of course likes having the nieces and the nephews come over and we do oh. Christmas cookies with them and like you know just making our own little traditions going back to talking about you know how you make holidays special yeah oh that's so sweet I wish my niece and nephew lived closer having them over to bake would be so fun and it would make Christmas so special for me just like to get to do that with them yeah just just a warning it gets super messy (laughs) (laughs) so it's like the part of me that just likes everything perfectly neat and clean I'm just like okay do not look at the floor for the next three hours because it's gonna be a mess so true that's a good warning that's a good point I'll keep that in mind sprinkles and icing and cookies (laughs) it's it's a massive mess but you know what it's about people having fun and you can always clean up and I always tell myself I can always clean up when they're gone it's no big deal just let them have fun (laughs) right absolutely (laughs) if there was one message that you could share with the world and I know obviously it's kind of silly because you have a platform and you share lots of messages but (laughs) for the purpose of my podcast no (laughs) (laughs) Like what, what is the one thing that you hope people know, or the one message that you really want to drive home for, for the listeners or for child-free people out there? I would say, you know, for people who really don't know, kids are optional. You don't have to have kids and you're not a bad person. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to go to therapy because you don't want, you don't want kids, right? It's not something to fix. It's a choice. And for some people, they want to be parents and they embrace that wholeheartedly. And then on the other side, there are people like us who just, it doesn't hold any appeal for whatever reason that is. And we're allowed to make the choice not to have kids and you don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to apologize for it, but find yourself a community of people. Surround yourself with some people that think the same way and are living the same way you do. And if that's not in person, because that can be hard to find, right? Make sure you get yourself an online community because it makes life so much easier when you're surrounded with people that just get it. Mm, Yeah, thank you for that. It's so true. It really, it really does. I think just even you know, when I started speaking up about it more and then people would, you know, message me and that helped my own journey so much to just be connected with other people who, who got it or who felt connected to the, to the stuff that I was putting out there about not wanting kids or choosing to be child-free. And that has been like, so, so meaningful to me and so important. And yeah, I I don't think I'd be where I am now in my journey without, without that community. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's something so refreshing about getting messages or being parts of community where people think like you and you're like, wow, okay, I'm not a freak. Like, wow, <laughs> like these people think exactly like me. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> like, and it, it, it does something really good for your soul, right? Because we're, we're humans and we need to connect with people. And our connection points are obviously going to be different. When you, when you have being child-free in common, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but there have been very rare times where I'll be somewhere and I'll meet somebody that doesn't have kids and I don't actually know them. But instantly, like if, if we somehow share that, and obviously this happens not often, but um, when you share that connection with someone instantly, you feel like you're, you have a bond with them. 
because you don't have kids and they get it. Like they get the comments, they get the, I think it was actually at another baby shower that I had met somebody who didn't have kids. And instantly I was just like, oh my goodness, I want to sit beside this lady. We need to (laughs) chat, (laughs) right? Because now now you have something to talk about that a lot of people just don't understand. Yeah, that's so true. And I have been fortunate to have an experience like that only once that I can recall, but yeah, it was, it was at a wedding and I noticed this couple and I was like, they're talking about their dogs. They, they're talking about travel a lot. I'm like, I kind of think, so I let it slip that we didn't have kids and weren't planning to have kids. And then they (laughs) opened up and I was like, yes, (laughs) we hit it off. It was great. And they're really, yeah, they're really great people. And, but yeah, you're right. It's this instant connection point that is really cool it really like Mm -hmm. opens up conversation and and people need that like we all need that right yes absolutely yeah we are very social creatures we do need that connection and that community community is so important and whether it's like I so appreciate you saying like whether you don't if you don't have that in person find it online like Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it can be easy to discount or or maybe maybe this is a holdover and just my own thinking that like you know, being, being of the age where you saw the internet come online, um, and like live through that. And it was always like, you know, there was like, be careful or it's like not real, but I have created genuine friendships with people across the world through social media, through Mm -hmm. the online community and, and it can be real. And so don't Mm -hmm. discount it. If, if that's, um, something that you're just like, not sure about there is a vibrance and a really really cool community out there yeah I would yeah totally totally second you totally agree with you and I, like the internet's been and I totally agree with you like I remember when the internet came like the whole dial-ups phase like yeah. I remember that very well <laughs> but the internet's been around long enough now that I, I, I think we're okay to be using it pretty freely right <laughs> it's yeah. not going anywhere <laughs> right and you can create like real genuine genuine connection on it, which is really cool. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I so appreciate this conversation and getting to meet you and talk to you. And this has been just like a dream. So thank you. And um, yeah, is there anything else that you want to make sure we touch on? I just wanted to say thank you to you because like I I said before that I creep on everyone else's social medias just because I'm always curious to see like what perspective do other people have that are child free or what kind of content they're creating or what's kind of their passion points. And so yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been creeping just, I mean, I'm like, oh, that sounds like really scary. I don't mean it like in a scary way. I just mean like, I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested. So maybe that's the word yeah. I should have used. But I just want to say thank you to you too, because I think, you know, we each bring something super unique to the child-free community. And I think we need everybody that's creating content in their own way, with their own personalities, with their own um, points of connection with others. And I appreciate the the content that you put out there you're a very warm person you're a very inviting person like when I watch your your reels and watch your content that you're putting out there I'm like I feel like I could sit down and have a genuine conversation with this person because that doesn't always come through with everybody but like yeah I, I just feel like you're very you're a very real person and I just want to say thank you for that oh my gosh I'm like holding back tears thank you that is the biggest compliment I really appreciate that um wow I'm little bit speechless. (laughs) Thank you. We have to support each other, right? Because 
it's, you know, it can be hard to, to always be putting out content and like, we love what we do, of course. Right. But we all have days where it just, it is hard and it can be a challenge. And sometimes we don't feel overly inspired even. Right. But we're all out there doing the same thing. And we're just trying to make a difference in people's lives. And I think that's another connection point besides being child-free that we all have. And I think we really need to support each individual creator, like as a, as a community, right. It's, it's never a competition because nobody can be us. Right. So we uniquely get to be us, but we also get to embrace and support people that are doing the same thing as us um, in their own way. Yeah. I so appreciate that outlook and really admire it. And I think you're right. Like the more we support and lift each other up, just like the louder this conversation gets, the bigger this community gets. And that's what I think we're all here for, which is really exciting. So, and thank you so much. I just, uh, yeah, this has been a blast. I I'm still sort of pinching myself that I got to sit down and talk with you. So thank you for that. Just be able to reach out to you. And you're like, sure, let's, let's do it. And that meant a lot. You're so welcome. Anytime. Thank you. I'll catch you next time.